0: For tuning in to comp. We have a new jingle or whatever. I made this song. This is me. I did this years ago. I repurposed it. Uh so no, don't anyone try and get me sued by any about stealing this is mine. Uh don't worry about it. It's just something I did back when I was trying to make electronic music. Didn't that career didn't work out. Um, you know, so now I'm here. Welcome. You've uh, been listening to the previous episodes. You've been privy to my assault on corporate America. I'm trying to get sponsors, uh, but I'm not willing to just sit here and wait and grow an audience in, in an organic way and have them have companies look at my you know download numbers and I got to prove to them that you know I'm a viable. Fuck that! All right, I know, you know I, I can tr- transfer. Whatever fans I got, whatever listeners I got Into cash right now And if you're not going to see that We're going to you know, propel the situation We're going to force the hand Of corporate America uh, Last week I, uh, I adjusted my tactics to try and blackmail I'm going to do another one of those blackmail situations Where I try to uh, I'm just going to do an ad read for a company And uh, if, if, they, if they don't like it they don't want me to do it um, If they want me to take this down they got to pay up so it's a little more aggressive. It's a little more puts the onus on them because before I was trying to do ad reads and then have them pay me. No, no, now we're gonna do. Uh, ad, it's still, I mean, I'm not saying anything bad, but you know, th- do you want this out there? Because th- this week it's Fage yogurt, or is it Fage Fage Fage? Don't know. I think they're Icelandic. Maybe they're from Detroit. Uh, I like your yogurt. I use uh, a lot of your yogurt. I eat the blueberry uh, version. I use the version with the honey. Uh, sometimes I buy the honey cup, uh, that's you know you you, t- you tilt the cup towards the yogurt and it oozes out, but that takes a while. So I'll, so I'll take a bear honey, you know honey that comes in a bear jar. And I'll just dump it out. I'll just dump out the bear honey onto a larger container of yogurt. It helps keep me regular. They don't advertise this as one of those shit yogurts. You do? There's a lot of shit yogurts out there, or at least one of them with Activia. The Activia the shit yogurt? Who am I asking? I don't know producers anymore. I'm asking myself. I, I think it's Activia was the shit yogurt. This isn't one of those. This isn't one... Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't come out in Fajay commercials and say, hey, you could flip my leg back and I shit, just like the yogurt container does. If you've seen Fajay containers, you would understand that the, the thing that you flip and this does So, you know, I imagine if we had Jamie Lee Curtis on the Fajay team, we would have her do a little pirouette and then she would shit onto the floor or into her pants. She wouldn't be pantsless. That would be, um, you know, she's a respect. I'm not gonna ask her to do that. That's, that's that's disrespectful to ask a. I don't know if she's an Oscar Oscar nominated actress or winner, but she's she's she's. I mean, she's a woman. She deserves her respect regardless. And then on top of that, she's also you know a great actress. Uh, so it adds to the respect either way. I'm not gonna ask a woman to shit onto a, the floor of a set of a TV commercial for a yogurt company. That's just, that's, uh, that's not, it's uh, not me. In the Me Too era especially, you can't be doing that. That's, that's, and I've, I've always been ahead of the curve anyway. But no, now you wouldn't, I mean, I'd expect to see that maybe someone else doing that commercial in 1998, maybe 2005. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Dan and made that commercial. I never would. But uh, I would never ask a woman to shit onto a concrete floor of a studio and say, "Hey, buy our yogurt. You could have this happen. You, you, you wish you could shit like this. You know, this could this could be you. Imagine you and this woman having the same level of shit regularity. That's a possibility. Buy our yogurt. You know, it's just it's all awaiting you buying this yogurt, taking the shit, eat it every day. You know, make it happen. That's not what I'm doing here. Where were we? Faj it's great yogurt I, I, I It's not advertised that way, but it I does keep me regular. Some of you have probiotics, um, you know little microbes that go into your stomach and your gut, and they produce flora and fauna. So buy that yogurt, buy Fage yogurt now Faj, if you don't like that ad the amount of times I mentioned shit and Jimmy Lee Curtis shitting onto a floor, if you think that's problematic for your company, your company's image. We can you know we can get rid of it. We can we can undo you know, this is late stage capitalism, people, all right? People love to shit on capitalism and say that, you know, it only helps the uh, the, the large companies screw over the little guy. You know, you have to in late stage you have to take capitalism into your own hands, all right? You know, because the whole thing is they're not gonna help you. you know, they're gonna help the, the governments out to help, you know, Boeing and uh, Bell Helicopter. Any of the defense companies, you know, companies that make socks, they might get some help. You're not getting help. You got to do stuff like this on your own, crowdsourcing your own money. You can steal too. I, mean, I don't know. I Am I a public figure? Am I allowed to advocate stealing? Probably not. I probably get into trouble for that because I'm a public figure, supposedly. I don't. I mean, I'm not saying I am, but you know. I'm not toot my own horn, but I think I still can't advocate you like you know going to a Walmart and like throwing a rock through the window, and like you know taking shit yogurt out of there and like yeah I'm taking all my shit yogurt. Fuck capitalism. I can't advocate that as much as I might want to. I mean I'm 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 a fan of the free market, but you know if they don't do things to prevent you, if they treat you in such a way where you feel you need to steal their shit yogurt. I feel like that, there is something to do with the free market there. And, you know, whatever. So, please, Faj send me money. Uh, I'm not who you're sure if Faj is a parent company or is it, maybe they're owned by General Mills or uh, maybe they're owned by some company the people who make Arm & Hammer or Bacon Soda, maybe own them. I don't know. So, I just you know, pay the bills here. We're, we're trying to get a studio or even just like a different mic. Uh, maybe a new headphone, whatever. We're we, going we expand operations, and we need to get financed. Uh, we might do a Patreon. I don't know. For, we're going to see if we can shake down corporate America first. But in the meantime, or I mean, uh, well, that's what we're doing in the meantime. But yeah, you know, we, we might do that later. We might do a Patreon. If, if we can't get corporate America to pony up some money, which is probably likely. Uh, a lot of crazy things happen. All right, so over the weekend... I think the big story uh was this kid during the right to life march right the the, the right to life march is a march they do every year uh anti abortion uh it all stems from the whole you know because if you're anti abortion you're pro life if you're anti if you're pro abortion you're pro choice everything's a fucking you know we, we use these these catch all phrase oh, i'm i'm a lifer i this it's it, whatever these kids are part of some Catholic uh, high school, I guess, much like, I, I didn't go to an all-boys one, but I think theirs was an all-boys high school full of these uh, pro-life kids. I and mean, they're probably not pro I mean, look, if you, if you polled them, they're probably pro-life until they fucking knock some woman up. or a woman knocks them up, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be gendering here. But, uh, you know, these ki- I've met these kids. I know these kids. I've, I've been in speech classes with these kids at a Catholic high school. And they're making these cases, like these speeches about how, like, you know, I was pro life until uh, I was having sex with my ugly girlfriend. And I'm, an, these guys are ugly too. I'm not making fun of his ugly girlfriend. But he was ugly. This is his ugly couple and whatever. And they were just talking. He wanted us to know he was having sex. And he's like, I got started having sex. And I realized he didn't have a pregnancy scare. This ugly guy just was talking about, like, I realized I could get my girlfriend pregnant. And then, oh, maybe I'm wrong about abortion. So not only are you just describing your disgusting sex acts, you're you know I mean you're the worst couple I've ever seen, but you know now it's like you also have no integrity. that's great. I mean people can change their mind, but like to use that in a speech class to use that as some kind of like you know this is one of those classes where you're trying to make a persuasive point, and this kid's just like, Mom, my ugly girlfriend, I realized I could put a baby inside her this can't this can't stand this baby so you know, it's one of these kids. So these kids have—I don't—I'm I don't, not going to make the case that these kids are like actually pro-life believers. They're just kind of, you know, 16. They probably, somebody told them, let like, come to the march instead of going to school for the day." And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." We're just, you know, rat-faced kids. What are we going to do? Fuck it. Probably, you know, males probably grab a tit out there. Yeah, because they just, they're just fucking—they're horny kids. They're probably hoping there's just some fucking girls in the march they can fucking tit grab. I don't know what they're into. And, like, you know, I don't. The, the big picture that comes on is this fucking kid facing an Indian, Native American, sorry, Native American, and uh, beating a drum in his face. And he's just staring him down. And uh, it just, and I guess supposedly they're mocking the Native American. And there's, some of them were, some of them were jumping a little bit. Look, the kid is very hateable. I mean, that's one thing people keep talking about. This kid, they want oh, this kid's so punchable. This kid's disgusting. And yeah, look, I've never, i never I see the kid. I initially, yeah, you, know, you you wanna kick this kid in the face. Sure. He's got a shit fucking grin. He's just he's just kind of got this rat face fucking smugness. Here's the thing. I think all boys in high school are very punchable. And I feel like I could take any of them. It um, might be a controversial point. I mean, I'm not in the most athletic shape. I'm not a trained fighter, but I feel like, I mean, I, it, I look, some, there's something about being a, a high school boy versus like a 20, when you're 25 to 28 when you hit your physical kind of prime. And you just come like, we used to talk about old man strength back in the day. I mean, I feel like at this stage of my life, I could take high school era LeBron James, which I don't. Think is true in my head, but I'm like, I just can't see a high school kid. I mean, he's probably like 6'8, and you know, at that point, 225, 220, uh, or muscle. I mean, look, it it doesn't seem realistic, but I feel like I'd at least grapple the kid to the ground, you know, young LeBron. I mean, now I would not take current LeBron, of course, I'm not an idiot, but you know, something about or like a young, young Tom Brady, you know, or young, uh, who was that tall pitcher that they called the big unit? Randy Johnson? I feel like I could take him in high school. Any boy in high school, I feel like I could take right now. I, don't, I, don't, I could never fear one of these kids. And initially, off the bat, even if we land on this kid who's disrespecting a Native American and is disgusting, which is like I'm not against that You know, analysis of it on the surface, I'm not trying to go too deep. I'm not trying to be the, the knee-jerk. Why, why the monster real story here? Maybe he had a reason for being raped. No, I'm just saying, can we not pretend like he was intimidating this Native-, this Native American guy? I don't want to take away from this Native American. This guy was a fucking... He was a little older. He's probably 50, 60. Probably 60, I'd say. I feel like he was smoked this kid. So I don't want to hear this kid was like intimidating this Native American. That's more disrespectful, disrespectful than anything else I'm going to hear is that some people are alleging he was, like, intimidated, he's grilling the Native American... You shouldn't be grilling him anyway, but let's not pretend like a Native American guy was afraid of this fucking rat-faced 16-year-old kid, all right? He's not. This guy fucking would wallop him. He'd fucking put him in a fucking, you know, chokehold, maybe give him, you know, give him a fucking sock in the nose. I'm sorry, I'm in a rolling chair in an office, and it's just rolling everywhere. This is not great... Trying to make a point here. The point is, no one's afraid of this kid. So, like, you know, look, even, even the kid had a gun. I feel like the Native American guy would have, like, swiped it out of him like a Mossad agent. So, you know, whatever. That's just one element of it. But, yeah, the, the kid was shitty. Some people, people, like, look at the footage, the raw footage. I watched the raw footage. It's not totally clear. It does seem like the these these uh, black gentlemen, they call the black Israelites, I think it was, their, I don't know if it was their official term. But it's the term that people are using. We're harassing the kids. Um, I don't particularly blame them. These kids look harassable, but, you know, they're getting a little harassed. And I think the Native American guy supposedly uh, got in the middle to sort of, uh, like, just kind of dissipate the tension between the two, you know, these these, these Christian uh, abortion abolitionists, whatever you want to call them, and the black Israelites. And so, like, did the kids maybe not you know, infiltrate the Native American side and start attacking it? Because there was a Native American march, too. There's so many marches. It feels like, first of all, I don't know who the city planner is who's, like, planning all these. Like, you have to give, like, permits to these marches, don't you? Maybe don't, like, stack them up right next to each other. I know the national mall's in high demand, but, I mean, there's only so many days in a year, but... Maybe I mean maybe this this could have been just you know better planned. I mean I don't think anyone can just I don't think any group can just randomly show up at the at the Lincoln Memorial and just start, you know, protest. I think you need to kind of apply for a permit or something. So maybe that's something we could look at. I don't, what, here's the bigger picture. Who gives a shit? Like no one's really asking that. I hear people making points and counterpoints about like, well, you know the whole story about these kids and what did they do and, and like you know were they really trying to be disrespectful? I mean, the kids, why is the kid wearing a MAGA hat? Like, what does any of this actually matter? It's a 16 year old rat faced fucking kid wearing a MAGA hat at a fucking abortion anti abortion. So he acted shitty. Who gives it? Like even if he's like even if he was saying the n word. Which is terrible. It's like, how is this part of the national conversation? Like this guy. Like not everything is a symbol. Not everything is a relevant symbol to like our lives. Like this. This is not something we need to fight over. What this shitty kid did. And you could argue, well, he feels in this climate. This nat. You know, like the. I mean, if you look at the... Fed, it doesn't look like they were going around targeting groups to do this in the... First, like, you know, this is something that happened. Some shitty kid made a, a fucking stupid thing. Was he emboldened by the error of... Tra- <sighs> shitty kids are shitty kids, all right? I mean, you're going to get into situations where you're just acting like an asshole. And, like, is this racist? Sure it's racist. But what? why is that part of the national conversation? This is like one kid or even a group of kids being f- a bunch of fucking, just animals. And like, you know, m- maybe they're being attacked by other people verbally, and like, you know, doesn't excuse anything. It's more just like, it's just, I don't know what bearing this has on us. Like, we, we are having a narrative pushed on us. And then I feel like this is the bigger conversation that needs to be talked about. People, you need to be more resilient and more resistant to a point of view being pushed on you, not a point of view, a paradigm being pushed on you, where like one, where you have to pick a side, what, what side do you have on this, I don't have a side on this fucking rat face kid, no offense to the kid, if he didn't do anything, you know, I mean I shouldn't be judging him on his rat face, but you know you have a little bit of a rat face, he should know, he has a rat face, like this is sad, it, let's just say for the sake of argument, he didn't do anything wrong, it would be sad that we're attacking the kid, based on his rat face, but I mean, he does need to know going forward. Until maybe he grows into his face, that might happen. But for now, you got a rat face kid, so adjust your attitude accordingly. Know that you look smug. If you didn't mean to look smug, it's possible. There's some kids, I remember that in that Scared Straight documentary, there was that kid back in the 70s, that kid who was like, you know. The, the the prison guy was young, and why are you laughing at me? And he's like, I'm not laughing. And the guy, like, like 20 years later, was saying, well, I just had a smirk, a nervous tick, and he thought I was laughing. That happens with these kids. These kids are terrible. Like high school boys, I, I want to punch all of them. So I understand. But, you know, whatever. But the point is, this shouldn't be, you should be resilient, resistant to the paradigm of like, what are you going to, someone's trying to get you. Into a conversation into a into a fucking you know, decision point about like where you stand, this is an agenda and like it doesn't matter what side of the agenda it's on it's not about like oh, resist the Republicans trying to push you or resist the liberals resist it at all resist the artificial conflict that's being pushed on you there's not real conflict I'm not trying to dissipate the conflict of Trump versus not Trump or liberals versus Republicans or Demo- you know whatever I mean I'm not trying to say that there is no you know, actual battleground of ideas going on, but you have to be resistant of these flashpoints, which basically amount these like photo, photojourna- like the equivalent of photojournalism. You know, in in, in a, or like the, the the cultural meme that they are. It's like it's like these. This, this is why I don't trust photojournalism in general. People have always talked about. I am a photographer, but you know, trade maybe not the moment, but I, you know, I did my time doing you know wedding photography, but also you know. But not just, you know, posing people and shit, but full of journalistic weather photography. It's a genre. And, you know, I, 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 all other sorts of editorial photography where you kind of, you know, I, I know what it's like to capture people's expressions and capture, you know, emotions. I worked at a camera store for years. So I know these guys would come in and take pictures. I remember this guy came in and showed me this picture he took of an ascetic Jew walking down the street. And that was never the guy who was the asshole going, like, hey, your shot's not composed well or, like, you know, this is blurry. But it was just, like, a completely out-of-focus shot. I just reflexively, I'm like, oh, it's out-of-focus. He's like, That does not matter? Like, it captured something. I'm like, what did you capture? He's like, oh, of course, this feeling of, like, people think you – like, you, if you isolate a moment – because, yeah, if you isol- – this, this picture, the guy looked, I don't know, solemn or reflective. Here's the point. I've done it plenty of times myself with pictures – you you fucking you, you capture a moment, and you feel like you're you're capturing the truth in a moment, some some larger truth. And doing it enough, I really realized when you actually do it is you're just creating bullshit out of thin air. Because look, if you the, the human the typical film frame, for instance, is twenty four frames a second, right? So you have twenty four segments of a second to isolate at any given time. If you were you know if you you capture like, these split-second moments. Anyone can look solemn. Anyone can look like an asshole. That's why a lot of times, people just have weird expressions on their face in pictures because the photographer sucks and can't, you know, they're doing it in the, in the opposite way. You know, where, you, where you just, you're you capturing the weird moment where that face was gyrated in a terrible way and the person didn't look like that. But in the same way, you do that in a positive way where you're capturing this moment where this fucking the best man at the wedding where, like, you know, if you were watching the whole day he's just drunk and like you know grabbing ass and doing coke with his you know with the groom and like you know and yelling racial epithets but you catch that one moment where he's looking at the bride and the groom and he's on the altar and he looks like he's just got this solemn look of like there's this couple I have so much love in my heart and it's a beautiful moment and it's this bullshit it doesn't exist you made something out have nothing you created this artificial narrative you know it's this, this cackling. You know, bridesmaid, this fat bridesmaid who squeezed herself into her dress because she couldn't stop eating the hoagies. I mean, the hoagies Long Island, they can be good, so I don't blame her, but she's squawking. But you get that picture with that right angle with the fucking flowers and the light coming through the stained glass, and it's just, ah, oh, this is a beautiful moment. And she's squawking, right? She smells like salami half the day. She won't stop eating salami. And you're trying to take pictures. We're trying to do the family picture with the bridesmaids, and she's just eating salami. It's like, can you put the salami down? But this moment you you it this moment when she looks like solemn and sweet, and just beautiful. This is what love is all about and family coming. It's bullshit. You've caught bullshit in a bottle and now you put it into an album and you sold it to people. And the same thing is true of most of the journalism you've seen throughout history. I think. I mean, I some. I mean, some of it is totally true. I mean, these Iwo, those Iwo Jima pictures where like they were fucking putting a flag up on the hill. I mean, the whole movie about that, the one with Clint Eastwood, where was all, they were all staged. They staged the fucking things. And what, and what about this fucking, like, they're with a Kent State, I mean, I might be getting this, it may be confusing the universities, but that picture in the 60s with the National Guard guys with the rifles, and they're poking their fucking, the the hippies putting the flower into the rifle, and it's like, oh, this is, this is such a, evocative, beautiful, a, a real telling moment, a real, You know, uh, a contrast of uh, forces at play. What is that telling you? First of all, can we not pretend? (sighs) I feel like I'm talking to children my whole life. Can we stop being children and just acknowledge? We all know. In this age, we all know that that hippie knew the cameras there. He knew the fucking cameras. He knows he's being watched. He knows it's a good photo op. He's just doing that to do it. He's doing it to be seen doing it. Which is like, does it take away from it? Yes, it takes away from it. It's a performance, right? The nature, the whole fucking uncertainty principle or whatever the fuck, the Heisenberg thing, whatever the fuck it's called. You you look at something, the the looking changes it. And it's it's not just that. I mean, that's just one thing. In this case, you look at something and someone knows you're looking and they're doing something different. So, yeah, you're, you're not capturing it. You're capturing this artificial fucking, oh, it tells a bigger truth, though. No, it doesn't you know what tells bigger truths words you know a fucking descriptive paragraph would tell a bigger truth about what the fuck I'm supposed to take away from this? It's nice. Don't okay. get. I get the subtext, and I get you put the fucking thing in the foreground, and the other thing in the background. and One of them's blurry, one of them's not, and you juxtapos- juxtaposition. We love to use juxtaposition, the juxtaposition of two things. If you're not familiar with the German term juxtaposition, it's just you take a. It's Banksy or or whatever. It's just fucking you take a, a, a trash can. You know, a junkyard, and you put a, you get a picture of a flower in the foreground, and oh, it looks like a juxtaposition of the two things. It's the simplest form of art. It always juxtapose these two things. All right, what does that mean? Well, you've you've put these two things together that you know that have a contrasting visual you know sense. In this case, this Native American, and this kid, you got a rat faced kid and a solemn faced Native American. It's a juxtaposition. I mean, it's it's video, and look it. What do I know about the Native American guy? Is he? Is he does he have? Does he have pure intentions? I guess it doesn't matter. Don't be a rat-faced kid to the guy. But also, like, I mean, you don't be a rat-faced kid. But at the end of the day, like, but what am I learning from this? That some kid was a rat-faced kid, and then like, and then what? What, what are we building off of this? We know half the country doesn't agree with us, whoever we are, whatever, unless, you unless you don't have any opinion, but if you have one of the two major opinions. Half of the country doesn't, doesn't agree with you. All right, so we we hate each other. You I mean, you all do false equivalencies, but at the end of the day, most people on either side are not, you might be on the right side, but the odds are a lot of people don't really have the appropriate appreciation of all the facts, don't all the permutations to really be smug about anything. There's a lot of smugness in this country. And just because you might happen to be on what would be the right side or the wrong side, doesn't give you the right to be smug, okay? Doesn't give you the right to just fucking act superior because you happen to have, you know, and especially in the age of Trump, because you can make the argument that, like, oh, Trump is such an abhorrent outlier that, you know, to, to, to not agree with him or to agree with him is, is such a, a bold departure from a cultural norm whatever the fuck you would make the case like you you totally i can only sympathize with that point but it's also it's such a fucking obvious point there's no to be smug you should be asking a larger question about why when this guy is acting the way he's acting which i agree is abhorrent and i agree i think he's racist and i think a lot you know his policies are terrible and I think they're basically, you know, they're, they can be aptly described as neo-fascist. Not to, say, not to say everything he he stands for or everything Republicans, yeah, that's that's more accurate. Let's say everything Republicans stands for is inherently fascist. But Trump is acting in a, what you would call, and not just him, but, you know, in a global sense, we're seeing this phenomenon, this neo-fascist kind of style of, you know, basically using, you know, very aggressive rhetoric, using other, you know, using the other. In this case, our case is immigrants, and a lot, you know, a lot of the world is immigrants. But then, passive been Jews and Nazi Germany, in uh, fascist Italy, they had the communists, I guess. But you know, the point is, these are tact. It's more of a, it's the tactics being used, and yes, yeah, some of it the policies. And I don't agree with the R- Republican Party in general. But to look at and this phenomenon and not to ask yourself, why is this happening? To immediately just looking, going, wow, they must just be all racist and evil. It's just, it's unproductive. And I'm not saying like we should like you, you, you fucking handhold people and, and like yeah you know, who who are fucking acting like scum. But you have to look at where this came from. They're, like people are basically, they're not that great. People are not that remarkable. You have people who rise above their position for sure. I mean, great people throughout history. That's why they're great people. And you have people who you know moderately do it, but to a lot of people, they basically giving a certain set of stimuli will act a certain way. It's just kind of we're not you know we're not completely you know animals devoid of free will, but we're also not you know this is not some kind of you know Athenian. You know, a court where we're just, they have courts in Athena. I don't know. This is not some. Rem, we're not the remarkable people. We're not. the we're, This is not the fucking. You know, we're, we're the great citizens of America, and we're all debating the points and having this great debate. No, I mean we're basically animals. we and we're easily programmed. I mean, and our programming has been you know at least for a hundred years now. About you know with guys like Edward Bernays, who was the founder of um you know, what we call public relations. He was the, it was a nephew of Sigmund Freud. I mean, people sh- like, some people like to shit on Sigmund Freud or kind of, you know, ah, he was a kook who just talked about, like, you know, fucking your mother or, you know, just all, do, do all this cocaine. Yeah, yeah, he was, there's a lot of weird shit with Freud, but I mean, most of his stuff, most of his, uh, I don't know what you call it, teachings, his, his theories, they they were put into practice by his nephew, Edward Bernays, who pay, by, pioneered the, uh, public relations industry. Um, which is not just you know not just for selling products, but also for selling wars and selling policy. You know, they've been doing this for years now. They know how malleable, malleable we are. I mean, and you, you read—he wrote a book called Propaganda—and then back then it was like not this dirty word that we. I it might not have been the most clean word, but it was kind of a scene. It's just kind of propaganda was a. Uh, the art of, you know, kind of persuading or manipulating the public. And it wasn't seen as that uh, crazy back then, I guess. I mean, honestly, it's like it shouldn't be seen as that crazy now. It's done, done all the time. We get some of acting like with propaganda is alien to us. when like, we do it constantly. But, I mean, the argument was basically made that, you know, if you have a free society the way we're supposed – you know, America supposedly has a free society. And you just allowed the people to just have their – uh their whims or whatever you know people just un unmollified un unchecked un- have their you know representative forces at, at at play you know you have chaos in society now you need to have a two party system or and and basically have the choices to be limited and have the scope of you know the scope of uh, debate be limited and you know look from a practical point of view it's probably you know you can probably agree with that to a certain extent there's probably some logic to that but you know this Really, not a, a view of humanity that inspires any hope. And, you know, at the end of the day, I might sound cynical, but the last hope I have is that people, yeah, maybe we can rise above our basic binary animal state. And not, you know, but that's the thing. If Unless we do rise above it, then they're right. They're right. They win. So it's just the same way I've always said when you see someone, when you see a fucking an event happen and then people start going, we should, you know, we should start. Go to war over this. Some 9-11 type thing happens. Some fucking attack, uh, and people start going, "Well, we should go to war." Or you know, just the initial. It's not. That the, it's not that the thing is fake. You don't go to immediate Alex Jones mode and go, "This is fake and bullshit," and try to make a conspiracy theory. But you put it into a, a, a mode of like, "Well, who's benefiting? Why am I being asked to to be- to, who, to believe this? To act on this?" You know, you when 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 you're giving a binary like this. In this case, it's, it's not a war thing, but this is a case where you have like a binary. You have a you're basically being fed this kind of like the us versus them narrative on something that doesn't matter to anyone but the people involved. I mean, is it applicable in some like you know if you're in a philosophy class maybe? But really, it's an irrelevant story. This, this is this is them trying to capture the media trying to capture a flashpoint and you know uh, and have this moment where like it really summed up whatever the tensions were at the time you know of this in this country and it's bull, it, it, it's bullshit I'm not saying the kid wasn't wrong or his kids weren't wrong but you know it doesn't matter that's the thing it's the larger question why is this the larger question of society i mean maybe it's just maybe it's an ex- an inescapable part of the technology of it all, the social media thing. Like, you know, maybe it's just... I mean, I don't want to be the Luddite guy saying, you know, the internet kind of ruins society. I was I always kind of scoffed at the idea of it in years before, but it really does seem like the internet has kind of ruined everything. Uh, not everything. I mean, you know, I, I like the fact I can go on YouTube and, and, and watch cool videos about video games and medieval armor and all these things that I didn't even know I cared about. You know, like oh, look like, what is pe- I was just watching a video about what peasants ate in the Middle Ages, and it's like apparently the darker the bread, the poorer you were, because you know, and like you know, because the, the rich only rich people can get their uh, their bread with their with the flour bleached or whatever, or skived, skived a word, whatever you whatever you used to, to clean the barley out of barley, off the barley. These are interesting facts, and like I love having them available to me. But then you look at the Arab Spring, and you go, that wasn't as great. Maybe, there was no answer, because the answer is like, you know, the answer is always something like, well, maybe the government should figure out some way to fucking, you know, uh, contain this. And that's also like, I mean, not to be this guy who fears the government, but that, A, let's not act like they don't want to. At the end, there isn't a thing called the NSA, That basically wants to, you know, control all information flow. The CIA doesn't also spy on its people and, you know, use propaganda against us and try to, you know, eh, let's not be naive, children. I mean, this idea that like, you know, you're a kook if you think that, you know, any of this is is horseshit. But also, not everything's a conspiracy. Some of it is just, you know, the practical realities of living in a weird democracy in the 21st century. It's it's a little bit of both. But the reality is like even if they were going to do it, they're just not that good at it. I mean, I, the one thing I'll give a lot of leeway to people who argue against conspiracy theory sometimes, like, cause I get the instinct. I, I mean, there is a fetishizing of skepticalness with conspiracies that people do, but I get the instinct and not, especially when you see something like fucking pizza gate, uh, or like, or, or it was Alex Jones with the Sandy Hook shit where like people just, the uninformed idiots are just, you know, Chomping at the bit, but like, you know, as reasonable as you want to be, the, the the echo chamber of psychopaths listening to you might, you know, take the ball and run with it. And, that, and, that, and in the case of Alex Jones, he's not exactly being reasonable to begin with. So I get that you don't want to be a part of that, and you see the dangers of that. It's, it's complicated. But at the same time, there's this fetishizing of, like, you know, people want to lump in the conspiracy with... The, like any, any kind of anti-government thought and the idea that you would question the government's ability to regulate things. I'm not saying that I'm against regulation, but let's not pretend like they're good at it either. All right, I maybe mean, the EPA. Yeah, I, it's probably better that they're there. I'm sure. I'm sure those regulations. It also depends on the field. They're probably better at you know EP, at environmental regulations. But, you know, financial regulations, they're not good at all at that. I mean, they, a lot of what they've done, you know, for instance, with the bonds, uh, the bond agencies, the rating agencies, you know, just, just a small kernel of it. You know, the fact that, you know, they really weren't that prevalent or were, they didn't have that much uh, power until, uh, I guess, Congress, you know, basically uh, enacted legislation, or maybe it was the SEC. I'm not sure exactly how it went down, but they're basically saying that, you know, Pension funds couldn't invest in bonds unless they had AAA rating, which makes sense on service because you have people's pensions and retirements in your hands. You can't go betting them, on, you know, the farm on some fucking risky investment. You want to keep it, you know, something sound and you know makes sense, sure. But then what you basically did was create a college industry where these rating agencies, because uh, you just have to just do your research, right? You just have to like, you know, when you're an investor, you just have to like kind of look at you know what was actually the, the reasonable. Um, uh, safety of an investment and, and the soundness of it, and now and now when you when you go well, you, should, you either buy triple A or don't buy anything. So triple A becomes this fucking binary situation where it's like, well, if it has triple A, we can buy it. So now you've removed that level of implied skip, you know, uh, self uh, discipline research that you're gonna give something, and you just fucking now it's either. You just, is AAA or not, and so basically, you gave the power of these rating agencies to eventually become rating shops, where like you know, as long they were under financial pressure because they also they went public and they were had their own bottom line to worry about. I think mean, that happened around you know the time of the mortgage, you know, the mortgage boom. So you know, of course, they're gonna you know start to fucking just give shitty investments AAA, and like and then therefore, like you know. Th- the more you, you, the more you kind of mollycoddle people, the less they're going to skeptical going to be. It's just kind of an inherent thing. It's not. It's not to say that like regulation makes people stupid. It's like you don't take anything to the extreme, but these tendencies are at play, right? So like, yeah, the government's not great at regulating shit, and like to say that it's not to say that you're like some Republican who's anti-regulation or some libertarian Coke brother, you know, cuck, some Coke, coke cuck. Can we start that term, the Coke cuck? I guess, I guess the Cokes really aren't in the news that much anymore. They're not really a big. That would have been great, though, The do the Coke Cuck back in the day. Not to rip off the Trump Cuck thing. I know that's Chris Stanley's thing. Uh, shout out to Chris Stanley from High Society Radio. Uh, but yeah, he used to do that thing. But uh, Coke Cuck, that would have been fun. Hard to say for me, at least. But whatever. We're we'll moving. The point is, I don't know where we go. I'm not, I'm not a guy saying regulate the internet to the point where we can't revolt or anything. But that seems to be where we're going. The kid had a shitty face, but I want to punch all kids. Oh, well, not all kids. Let's just say, you know, boys from the age of twelve to sixteen or eighteen, they're all punchable to me. And I think you know what might stand here is the most controversial thing I said is I could take I could take high school LeBron James in the fight, um, or high school Tom Brady, or high school uh, big unit Randy Jackson. Um, yeah. And it, I stand by it. I'll take my lumps. If I can go back in time and fight them, I would. And I'll take my lumps if I lose. But I feel like I'm just not going to ever fear a high school boy. And I don't think that Native American guy did either. So let's stop pretending that he did. Um, we can say a lot. Well, uh, Everything else, the, you know, they should be disrespectful, disgraceful. But don't act like he was afraid of him. That, that guy would have wiped the floor with that fucking kid and all four of his friends. All right? So let's remember that. That kid. not taking that guy. Uh, Venezuela, we're moving on. This is batshit. Crit. I I just want to spend a minute. So Venezuela you got Maduro in power there. I'll be honest, I'm not the most informed guy about Venezuela. It seems to have always been pretty. You know, if you're Oliver Stone, you love Chavez. Uh, Chavez apparently was a great uh, a great savior. I mean, here's the problem: we we did so much fucking around down there in the Cold War, and then you know for years afterwards, destroying these countries that's the big problem with this immigration shit it's like you know, my, a lot of these this fucking the, 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 the rise of these gangs that are pushing a lot of these mig- people to migrate out of Central America comes from us shipping like MS-13 guys at some point back to like these countries because they were like from El Salvador but like they hadn't been there in like a decade or two I'm not even sure they were born there and we're shipping these people back and then you're surprised that they take over the country and they made the country a war zone and this is the same kind of thinking that goes with like you know I don't know how much we'd invest Whaler in particular, but the, the general tone of the Cold War, uh, you know, it, it wasn't great. We did a lot of damage down there. And so, uh, I mean, my point is, when Oliver Stone makes some video, you know, his little documentary about Chavez, I guess I guess where he's coming from, because you see how much shit we're doing all over the place, and Chavez probably wasn't as evil as we made him out to be. But now you got this Maduro guy. I think he's even worse. I think they've been going through, like, crazy inflation. point is... So th- this opposition guy fucking calls uh, for a, a day of protest where all the opposition kind of unified behind him. And then Trump or his administration basically... Well, definitely Trump came out and, like, acknowledged him as the interim president. This this fucking guy called... Which is like, look, when are we going to learn? I don't know where we get the power to decide who people's leaders are. Where well, we can just, in polite society, say... We're looking for regime change in this country. Like, when did that become? Like, how is that? Not like how are we pretending that we're a republic and that we're, we're kind of as we believe in the democratic, uh, whatever or, you know, state of operations? And, and now we're gonna fucking just openly we just all the time we call out people. Go, we're looking for regime change in this country. How is like how does that fit with diplomacy? It doesn't. Like you, you basically, if we were, that's the thing we are always looking for a war footing. We may be in between wars at any given time, but we're always up for a war. And we're always up for limiting the options in 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 the overall aim of getting to a war. I'm you know, Again, how does this actually manifest? Is Trump actually trying to get into a war with Venezuela? Now, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But the idea is that we don't seem, as a country, to value diplomacy. The value, at least we haven't for a while. We We kind of especially Republican administrations, but also, I mean, like, honestly, like, you know, if you remember, you know, Clinton, um, Hillary, Hillary was, you know, all of them, Obama, they all had a hard-on for Russia. I mean, uh, one of them, one of those Democratic guys came out pretty early on with a hard-on for Iran or, or fucking... They're always got kind of a hard-on for someone. Like they, they, them, they Even if it's just that you're trying to, like, posture yourself to not look weak... But, you know, at the end of the day, if everyone's trying not to, not to look weak, what do you have? You have a bunch of fucking, you know, alpha cucks, you know, just, just putting, selling weapons to each other. That's what you have. So my point is, I don't know what the value of, of, of I mean, are we really thinking that, like, you know, because basically the guy pushed all the diplomats out of uh, Venezuela, which is good, because, you know, I guess, you know, where, where do our spies work? They they work at, this, at the embassy? Oh, they do. They work at the embassy. So, yeah, we've gotten a lot of our spies out of the country, at least at least a lot of, a lot of the bulk of them. I'm sure there's a few guys left. But, I mean, your, your, your genius move has pushed, in a time of turmoil, all of the spies out of the country. No one sees a problem with that? I mean, they would think – I mean, it was kind of foreseeable to me that if you start calling for – if you start calling the, this, this guy who's calling for a day of protest the interim president – of Venezuela, that he might push the you know the diplomats out of the country along with because what do you think spies work? You, know, you maybe don't know spies. The CIA tend to, uh, unless they're like kind of very specialized people, and you know, there's also sort of exceptions. But generally, the CIA they're they're all working as dip, with diplomatic cover. They're all half the guy. I mean, a certain amount of the guys at the State Department in the embassy of any given country working at the CIA and they have like their own little floor in the embassy because like CIA station and they have a, they have a day a they usually have a day job for the, C, the state department they do and they have two jobs and basically and then they also do their CIA shit where they were you know recruit people and they blackmail people and hey we got a picture of you fucking some other guy's wife and you better betray your country I mean that's not they're not good people but they're gathering information at least it's, it's a job that probably needs to be done. Not the way they're doing it, but, you know, we need some information. And point is, you got re- now you don't have that. Now you've lost a big chunk of your, you know, intelligence infrastructure because you wanted to go on Twitter. And and it's not just Trump. Trump. This is a really clumsy case of it, but, I mean, we do this all the time. I've, heard, I've heard you, you hear Bush do it. You even hear Obama talk about regime change. I forget who. I, 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 you don't quote, i I think in Syria they were talking about that Assad right I could be wrong I'm pretty sure he, he called for it too it's just yeah look you you either you negotiate or you don't I mean look yeah would you call for a regime change with Hitler I guess but like you're not gonna get it by calling for it we you think you're gonna like embolden the fucking people yeah you embolden people to revolt against their people you start attacking the country and then if you if you want the fucking the French, revel- the French re- resistance to start attacking Vichy France, you start bombing Normandy. I'm sure Nor- I mean, there was no, probably no bigger boon for the French resistance than the invasion of Normandy. Because, the like Goths were are actually doing this. Because every other time we do this, we seem to get people killed. The fucking Bay of Pigs, yeah, like, that was calling for regime change. That was calling for fucking... Hey, yeah, get these uh, anti-Castro. You want a Castro? Yeah, we'll support you. And the last minute, we pull out. I mean, it's, it's, it's complicated. You know, Kennedy and Trump, and they end up killing Kennedy over it. But that's not the point. The point is, you know, why are we, 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 we... There is no clean sweep. This is, these are not going to be... I don't even know what the politics are here. But the point is, it's just... Can we just not meddle so much? If, you, if you're going to meddle, do it. But don't fuck this. This meddling nonsense. I don't know. I just don't. Uh, I don't get it. I feel like I'm, I'm advocating for the CIA right now. It's not what I'm trying to do. But they don't. But I'm sure they'd agree with me. They're you know their ass out. I and mean, that's part of the thing that happened with the fucking Iranian thing back in uh, seventy the seventies. I mean, it wasn't the same exact situation, but you know, because of the church with church commissions or whatever, whatever the post Watergate commissions were that investigated the, the plumbers and shit, they fucking came out and with all these like, restrictions for the intelligence agencies, the CIA, and they weren't able to do the same kind of shit overseas, and uh, they were a little bit hobbled, so they didn't know when the fucking revolution was happening that it happened, and, and it was kind of a part of the issue there. So, I mean, in, in a similar vein, we have this. We have a fucking situation where, you know, who knows what we're going to miss now. I mean, but uh, it probably have, good to have a few guys behind the scenes there you know, blackmailing people, but also maybe gathering some intel. Yeah. You know, hey, General, I hear you have a gambling problem. Are you going to help me with that? No, we're going to fuck. You better fucking pay up. or We're going to, like, you know, take a picture of your wife's tit and mail it to the president. I, I'm not sure how it works. I wouldn't be a great spy, but I didn't provide. I'd be decent at it. A lot of it just seems to be sexual blackmail and, like, you know, buying people hookers. But, uh, but they're not in the country anymore, so that's, I don't know. There's a uh we'll close there's a story of this brain dead woman or mentally vegetative state woman who was impregnated by a nurse um it's really terrible um I don't know what to make of it uh people have been asking me about it, a couple of people because I worked in a morgue. I have no insight I, I want people to stop getting this idea that I have insight into people fucking you know people who are either dead or don't have you know the capacity. no I, we never I was very professional and all of us were and uh we didn't do it and uh i I will say you know if anyone isn't aware of the story the story of the a nurse working in a facility with a ve- woman in a vegetative state because he impregnated her and she had a baby I, I'm you know I don't know what to tell you I will tell you I don't know what you get out of that I mean, just try to get into a relationship with a woman or a man and, like, you know, share something. Just cuddle with them. How, what are you feeling when you do that? It can't be that good. I mean, I guess someone's, you could argue someone's not in the right mental state if they're gonna do that. But at the other day, I mean, are you just lonely? Like, stop. Just talk to someone. Go on to a, start playing chess online and chatting with the guy playing chess, or woman playing chess. Not for sex. But just try to meet people. But go go play Call of Duty and meet people. It's Not the best place to meet people. But just communicate with people. You don't need to fucking animate an object or ant- people who are not, not a person in vegetative states and animate an animal object. But, you know you don't have to do that to people. You shouldn't do that. It's a crime. It's a crime against humanity. But I mean, it's also like you shouldn't feel like you need to. And I'm, I am I, I'm, I'm, there are probably people who could reach these people and, and get through to them. I'm not sure if I'm the guy. I just say cut cut the shit. I would just say in general, cut the shit and just uh, try to be aware when people are trying to push you into a box, and just uh, you cut the shit. And uh, good luck to the people of Venezuela. I hope you do get a, a better government. I mean, I'm not sure if this one will be a better government, but let's just hope it gets better there because you've had it rough for a while, and you need those people could use a break. Uh, good luck to you. So uh, it's been great. You can uh, check me out uh, on Instagram and Twitter. It's uh, at Ray Kump on both platforms. And uh, look forward to uh, next week.